The following podcast is from Doxa Church in Myrtle Beach, South Carolina. For more information about Doxa Church, please visit us online at www.doxachurch.org. Good morning. Ooh, that's loud. I'm not used to microphones. Uh, we are reading Exodus 6, verses 1 through 9. So if you have your Bible, go ahead and turn there. If you're reading from underneath the chair, page 31. Are you ready? All right. But the Lord said to Moses, Now you shall see what I will do to Pharaoh, for with a strong hand he will send them out, and with a strong hand he will drive them out of his land. God spoke to Moses and said to him, I am the Lord. I appear to Abraham, to Isaac, and to Jacob as God Almighty, but by my name, the Lord, I did not make myself known to them. I also established my covenant with them to give them the land of Canaan, the land in which they lived as sojourners. Moreover, I have heard the groaning of the people of Israel, whom the Egyptians hold as slaves, and I have remembered my covenant. Say therefore to the people of Israel, I am the Lord, and I will bring you out from under the burdens of the Egyptians, and I will deliver you from slavery to them, and I will redeem you with an outstretched arm and with great acts of judgment. I will take you to be my people, and I will be your God, and you shall know that I am the Lord your God who has brought you out from under the burdens of the Egyptians. I will bring you into the land that I swore to give to Abraham, to Isaac, and to Jacob. I will give it to you for a possession. I am the Lord. Moses spoke thus to the people of Israel, but they did not listen to Moses because of their broken spirit and harsh slavery. This is the reading of God's word. All right, kids, so here's what I want you to help me do today, all right? I got a couple points that we're going to go through. I'm going to be, your parents have never seen me preach as fast as I'm getting ready to preach right now. So, but I have a couple of things I need you to help me with. I have three points in the sermon today, okay? So I want you to listen to these points. So whenever I say them, you're going to say them really loud with me, okay? Here's the points, all right? We have a God, you know it already? We have a God that makes promises, can you guys help me with that? We have a God that makes promises, all right? Step number, I, don't, I guess I don't have to yell. I have the microphone. Step number two, I apologize. We have a God that remembers his promises, all right? We have a God that remembers his promises, all right? Point number three, we have a God that keeps his promises, all right? Ready? We have a God that keeps his promises. Very good. Now, parents, you may or may not know, but when the kids are back in Docs of Kids, they're not just like playing games back there. They're actually studying the same uh, book that we're studying. So they're in Exodus right now as well. They don't move at the same speed as we move, and they don't cover the same things that we cover necessarily, but they're in the same book of the Bible. And the idea of that is that whenever you're on your way home, when you get home during the week, you guys can talk about what the kids are learning about there, and they're learning a lot. All right, kids, who is the baby that's in the beginning of, he's a baby at the beginning of the book of Exodus? Anybody? Wait. You really know? Let's see. Any. Over here, what? Don't cheat. Who's the baby at the beginning of Mo- Exodus? Jesus. He is a baby in the Bible. You know what? That is always the right answer in church. We'll let that pass. Anybody else have an answer? Clara. Moses. That is absolutely right. Now, here's a toughie. And parents, this might stump you. 
I don't know how many parents can name Moses' mom. Any kids know Moses' mother's name? Anybody? Other than, other than the elders' kids over here? Oh, way back here in the back? Who? Meredith? That is a great name. That might be a different Moses. Anybody know Moses' mother's name? Landon? Jochebed. Very good. Now, what did Jochebed do with Moses that is kind of weird and crazy? She put him in a basket and did what? Put him in the Nile, which is what? What's the Nile? It's a river, absolutely correct. And then, any of you guys know, what, have you gotten that far, what happened after she put him in the Nile? Any kids know? Anybody know? Somebody found him, that's correct. Do you, does anybody know who found him in the river? Yes. The princess, absolutely correct. And then, do you guys know what happened after that? Yes. The baby started crying and she found the baby. And then what did she do? She took the baby. That's absolutely correct. God used the princess finding Moses in the river. That Moses is going to be the one. I'm cheating ahead. Don't tell Miss Joan. Moses is going to be the one that's going to save the people, save all the slaves in Israel. So we as grown-ups, we've been in here, we've been talking about Exodus as well, and we're a little bit further down the story. So I'm going to give you guys a real quick, quick summary of what's happened. So Moses has grown up. He was a prince in Egypt because he's a daughter of the princess. That makes him a prince, right? I mean, if you were a prince, what would you wear if you were a prince? What would you wear if you were a prince? You'd wear a crown. That's very good. How would you dress it? Anybody else? How would you dress if you were a prince? Anybody? Would you carry a big sword? He would put on a handsome suit. I bet he did. I bet he did put on a handsome suit. He was the, he was the prince of Egypt. My son has a little bit of a fashion sense. We're not, sure, we're not sure what to do with Landon because he was, he was playing, uh, you know, th- this is natural. He, he was playing with Sophie and her Barbies and we asked him why did he like playing with the Barbies and he said because they were so beautiful. So I don't really know what to do with my son. He's thinking about handsome clothes and beautiful women and he's five years old. But, but Moses grows up, he's a prince, he's wearing handsome clothes he realizes like he wants to try to help his people and he does something really bad. He kills a man and buries him in the ground. And the king of Egypt is after him. He chases him out into the desert and he lives in the desert for 40 years where he becomes a shepherd who's taking care of sheep. And it is, it is rough out there. And then one day Moses is out taking care of sheep and he looks up on a mountain and he sees some fire on the side of the mountain. Anybody, any of you guys can be good fire? Show me what fire looks like. Anybody can show me what fire looks like? Anybody show me? I think fire would be like this. He sees up in the, he looks on the side of the mountain. He sees fire up there and he goes up on the side of the mountain and there's a bush and it's burning, but it doesn't burn up. And you know what is really freaky, guys? From inside the bush that's burning, he hears a voice speak to him. And it's God talking to Moses you imagine how crazy would that be? What if you were out in the backyard? What do you guys like to play in the backyard? Anybody play soccer in the backyard? 
Anybody play football in the backyard, baseball? Anybody play like, what do you play, in the, like swing or whatever? Imagine if you were out in the backyard and you saw a bush that was burning and you went over to it and somebody talked out of it and it was God. And God told Moses, I have a job for you. I want you to go back to Egypt where all your other people, all the other Israelites are slaves and I want you to free them and let them go. And so Moses goes back to Egypt and he meets with the king. And he goes to the king and he says, God tells me to tell you to let my people go. And you know what the king tells him? What? Absolutely not. I am not letting my people go. And so that's where we are in the story right now. Moses, God told him, go to Egypt and tell them, let my people go. God gave Moses a promise. And Moses goes to Pharaoh, the king, and says, let my people go. And Pharaoh says, no. Hey, kids, have you ever had somebody break a promise with you before? Anybody made a promise with you and they broke it? Like you trusted them and they broke it? Adults, have you ever had somebody make a promise with you and they broke it? Kids, have you ever had your parents promise you something and maybe they forgot? Or maybe they promised you something and it took a long time for it to happen and you thought they were breaking their promise? We came home from, uh, from our, uh, Meg and I came home from a trip last night to Minneapolis, Minnesota, uh, Doug and Kathy's hometown. And uh, we came back and we got we, the kids a little something from the giant, you know, altar to American consumerism that's Mall of America. And we, we got them a little treat. Well, we came in late last night, and the kids really need to go to bed because it was this, we were coming to church this morning. And so we, we told them, and maybe this was not a, a good move of mine, but uh, Meg and I were having discussions, how is this going to roll out? And I told them, hey, kids, we have a treat for you, but you can't have it tonight. You have to go to sleep, and you can get it in the morning. And Landon thought that was a long time to wait. And Sophia thought that was a long time to wait. And they were very patient. And they went to, be went to bed, went to sleep, and got up this morning. And they got their treats from the Mall of America. Star Wars Legos and stuff from the American Girl Store. So they were very excited. They waited. But you know what? Sometimes when you're waiting for a promise, it can take so long that it feels like your parents forgot. And it feels like they broke their promise. And sometimes when God tells us things that he's going to do for us, it feels like he's forgotten and he's breaking his promise with us. Look at adults, look at verses two through four of chapter six. Right before this, Moses, we covered it last week. This is sort of the other side of what we were covering last week where uh, we're talking about how do, we, how do we trust God? How do we keep on keeping on? How do we keep a course? Whatever, if everything around us, our timing and our circumstances are telling us that we're off course and that we should go do something else from what God told us to do. But this is a side saying, how can we know that we can trust God? So Moses goes to God and he prays like, God, why did you ever send me here? It feels like you're breaking your promise. It feels like you're not doing what you told me to do. Why did you ever send me here? Now, uh, not only is Pharaoh saying no, but he is making the people work harder. It's harsher for them. They hate me. Everybody hates me. Everything's bad. It's only gotten worse since you told me to come and do this. What are you doing? 
And then in verse two of chapter six, God spoke to Moses and said to him, I am the Lord. I appeared to Abraham, to Isaac, and to Jacob as God Almighty. But by my name, the Lord, I did not make myself known to them. I also established my covenant, kids, that means a promise, adults, that means a promise. I established my covenant with them to give them the land of Canaan, the land in which they lived as sojourners. When Moses complains to God and he says, God, it feels like you forgot your promise to me, God reminds him, I made a promise to you. Yes, You didn't want Star Wars things? Well, you got them. <laughs> Grown-ups, here's, here's something that's, that's in this passage I don't want you guys to miss before we move on. That when God is telling, he's reminding Moses of the promise that he made to them, but he's saying, listen to what he says. He says, I am the Lord, and then further down he says, I establish my covenant with them to give them the land of Canaan. He's, he's, tell, he's reminding Moses, I made this promise. You see, God always initiates his promise to us. God always initiates his promises to us. We don't cajole him or convince him to make promises to us. He makes them to us. He's the one that starts the whole thing, and he's reminding Moses Hey, things are tough and bad, but I made a promise to you that I would bring you out of this land and bring you into Canaan. I started this ball rolling. And so grown-ups and kids, whenever you're in situations and it feels like God has forgotten you and God is not fulfilling his end of the bargain, promises that he's made in scripture, which we're gonna cover in just a minute, promises that he's made to you, things that you are trusting him to do, but it doesn't seem like he's coming through. In your marriage, you wanna have kids, your job is terrible, your ends, the, the, the ends aren't meeting, there's more uh, bills than money at the end of the month, your relationships are broken, your kids hate you, you've been praying for your spouse, or praying for your kids, or praying for your parents to come to know him for years and years and years, and nothing is happening. It feels like God has forgotten you, like you're the forgotten one. Remember that it's God who started it all in the beginning. The promises that he makes to us, he makes them. Kids, remember the first points? We have a God that makes promises. Can you all yell? Ready? One, two, three. We have a God that makes promises. One, Two, three. We have a That's point number one. Point number two. Look further down in verse five. When, when God is talking to Moses, he says, Moreover, I have heard. I have heard the groaning of the people of Israel whom the Egyptians hold as slaves. And I have remembered my covenant. That means he remembered the promise. He heard the groaning of the people when they were, they were you see the people of Israel, they were slaves in Egypt. This, the, the Egyptians forced the Israelites to serve them by, they were cruel and harsh to them. They had to work for no money. It was very difficult for them. And whenever they cried out to God, God reminded Moses that he heard their groanings because he remembered the promises that he made to them. 
See, grown-ups, kids, time will lie to us. As time passes and it feels like God has forgotten us and he's a million miles away, it will lie to us and it'll say he has forgotten us and he's forgotten the promises that he's made to us. Circumstances will lie to us. Times will be hard and tough and it'll seem like there's, you're not getting anywhere and God's nowhere to be seen in your life. But that will lie to us. People will lie to us. People will tell us that God has forgotten us and God's not gonna do what he said he's gonna do. But remember this. God hears us and remembers us because God remembers his promises to us. We have a God that remembers his promises. Kids, ready? Point number two, we have a God that remembers his promises. Ready? One, two, three. That remembers his promises. We have a God that remembers his promises. Absolutely, great job. Now look, at, look further down. We're gonna see we have a God that keeps his promises in verse Where are we here? I'm sorry. Verse six. Say therefore to the people of Israel, I am the Lord, and I will bring you out from under the burdens of the Egyptians, and I will redeem you with an outstretched arm. And with great acts of judgment, I will take you to be my people, and I will be your God, and you shall know that I am the Lord your God who has brought you out from under the burdens of the Egyptians. I will bring you into the land that I swore to give to Abraham, to Isaac, and to Jacob. I will give it to you for a possession. I am the Lord. Listen to those phrases. I am the Lord and I will bring you out. I will deliver you. I will redeem you. I will take you to be my people and I will be your God. I will bring you into the land that I swore to give to Abraham. I will give it to you. I am the Lord. God is assuring Moses that not only did he make a promise with him, with the people of Israel, not only would he remember the promise, but he would keep them. And see, again, like talking about last week, we were looking back at the story, and we know that God did keep them. Moses did lead the children of Israel out of Egypt. God did lead them across the Red Sea and dry land. God did lead them through the wilderness, even though it took 40 years and it felt like he had forgotten them and finally led them into the promised land. God did do it. He does keep his promises. But what are his promises to us? Parents, if you're keeping notes, we're gonna run through these real quick. First of all, 1 John 3, 1 He promised us that he loves us as a father and we are his children. Kids, listen to that. If you're a believer in Christ, God has promised that he loves you like a father and that you are his children. Grownups, he loves you as a father and you are his children. You are not a forgotten child. You're not a stepchild to God. You're not a second-class citizen. God loves you as a father, and you are his child. Think of how much, if you have good parents, how much they love you and how well they treated you as 
as a kid and you have a God who loves you perfectly as father and is constantly watching out for you and caring for you. And you can trust in that even when it feels like he's forgotten you. He's made you that promise if you're a believer in Jesus Christ and that he will not break that promise. Second thing he's promised, he's promised all kinds of things through scripture. There's just five of them that we're looking at this morning. He will forgive our sins and cleanse us. First John 1, 9. I don't know what you've done this week. I don't know what you've done in your life. There's some of us in this room, we have messed up royally. We have really done some terrible things. And there are people even in our lives, there's so bad, things that we've done are so bad and so hurtful that we, the people around us are still having trouble to forgiving us. But God says that if you're a believer in Jesus Christ, that God the Father is faithful and just to forgive us of our sins and not just to forgive us, but to cleanse us from all unrighteousness. James 1.5, he will give us wisdom if we ask. Hey, grown-ups, how many of you are in here and you have some big decisions you have to make? Or you're at a tough time right now, you're trying to figure out how am I gonna, how am I gonna navigate through this time right now? Finance is really tough or I have a relationship that's really difficult. How am I gonna make it through this situation? God tells us in James 1.5 that if we ask him, he will give us wisdom. Psalm 37, he will give us the desires of our heart if we delight in him. He will give us the desires of our heart. How many of you feel like your life hasn't gone the way you wanted it to go and you feel disappointed with what your life looks like? He says, if we delight ourselves in him, he will give us the desires of our heart. But you know what happens? This is, as we delight ourselves in him, the, des- the desires of our heart become less and less bigger houses and nicer cars and nicer clothes and more money in the bank account. It becomes more things that align with him. Let's roll. Matthew 21, 17 through 22, he will move mountains for us if we ask in faith. That's talking about obstacles that are in our life. Mountains that are in front of you that you feel are keeping you from moving on in your life. He says, if we ask in faith, he will move the obstacles that stand in front of us that keep us from doing what he has called us to do if we ask in faith. Let's roll and we'll be done. How do we know that God will keep his promises to us? He can't lie. Kids, there have been times when your parents have made a promise to you and they've forgotten and they accidentally lied to you. But God never forgets. He always fulfills his promise to us. He cannot lie. Number two, how do we know he'll keep them? He possesses the desire to keep him. Think, look at this passage. Notice all the I wills in this section from verse six to eight. I will do this. I will do this. God, want, he makes promises to us and he will keep them. And then number three, he possesses the power and the resources to keep them. 
There's no promise that those promises that we just made that he'll give us wisdom, that he'll cleanse us of our sins, that he'll give us the desires of our heart if we delight ourselves in him, that he will move obstacles that stand in our way of fulfilling his promises. There's nothing that stands outside of his power. He has all the power and all the resources to keep them. He begins and ends the promises that he makes with a declaration that he is the Lord. Now notice this and we're done. Look at verse nine. Moses spoke thus to the people of Israel, but they did not listen to Moses because of their broken spirit and harsh slavery. You know what happened? The people lacked the ability to trust God and his promises because they were broken inside. And that's the same problem that you and I have that we lack the ability oftentimes to trust God and what he says that he will do in our lives and for us and through us. So we not only need God to initiate or make the promises to us, we need God to give us the ability to trust him and believe in him that what he says that he will do. Ephesians 2.8 says that faith is not of ourselves, but it's a gift. So therefore, we need to ask God for faith to believe his promises. Maybe you're here and you're not a Christian. You've never trusted Jesus Christ as your savior. This morning, as we get ready to take communion together, I invite you to ask God for the faith to believe that his promise that Jesus' death on the cross is enough to cover your sins and all the bad things that you've done and to, be, to believe that he is the true desire of your soul that what you've been searching for in your life, he is the one and only answer for. And if you are a believer, kids, adults, if you are a, a Christian this morning and you've had trouble trusting God that he's gonna keep his promises, as we get ready to, Take communion this morning if you're a believer in Jesus as we sing together to end the service. I invite you to trust, to ask God to help you trust him in his promises. Let's pray. Father, you are a God who makes promises. You are a God who remembers promises and you are a God who keeps his promises to us. But God, we often have trouble trusting you in those promises. So I pray that this morning that you would give us faith, that you'd give us an ability to trust and believe in you, to know that you are the forgiver of our sins, that you have cleansed us of all unrighteousness, unrighteousness, that, that you will give us the desires of our heart if we delight ourselves in you, that you will give us wisdom if we ask, I pray that you'd help us for, as grown-ups and kids to live lives that trust you to fulfill your promises. In the name of Jesus, amen. Thank you for listening to this podcast from Doxa Church. We are so glad that you took the time to join us today. At Doxa, we exist to make disciples who joyfully worship Jesus with their whole lives. We invite you to join us Doxa Church meets at 10 a.m. every Sunday at River Oaks Elementary School.
For more information about Doxa Church, please visit us online at www.doxachurch.org.